Kia ora and welcome to The Kaka. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast put out every day with The Kaka, the email newsletter for paid subscribers. Uh, today I wanted to have a look at what's happening between China and the United States over Russia's invasion of Ukraine and what I think it means for New Zealand. And I wanted to spend a bit of time on this because I think this is a key moment, not just in uh, the relationship between the United States and China, but poses some really difficult questions for us in the longer term. In many ways, it has created the same strategic decision or situation that we faced in 1961 when Britain decided to join the European Union and effectively ditch its dominions and the preferential export access that we and Australia had to the United Kingdom and had had for the previous 100 years or so. That forced New Zealand to um, diversify our trade away from the United Kingdom and um, successfully uh, we, we did that. But what we've ended up with is a reliance on China. China is obviously our largest trading partner. The second largest is Australia, and Australia is even more reliant on China than we are. The problem here is that for the last 30 years or so, uh, the world of the broadly democratic liberal West which we're a part of, including the United States, uh, the European Union, Britain, Canada, Australasia, Japan, have engaged with China pretty much since the early 90s, and in particular since China uh, got into the World Trade Organization in 2001, in part thanks to our sponsorship. It's one of the reasons New Zealand got the first trade deal as a developed country with China in 2008. For most of that time, between 1991 and around about 2014-2015, we and the rest of the world saw trade and connections and investment and um, an opening up between the East and the West uh, as an unalloyed good thing. That the trajectory for China would be to continue to open up, to see what life on the West out in the West was like, to, to trade, and for eventually a Chinese middle class to come up and for China to magically become a liberal democracy like the rest of us. That was the thesis. And it was something uh, pursued uh, by several governments, starting really with the Clintons, uh, Bill Clinton obviously, um, his first and second terms, and then continued through by the Bushes, by the European Union, Tony Blair, Paul Keating, John Howard. Um, essentially, it was a, a Western project. And New Zealand was very much a part of that. The Labour government um, signed, or managed to get the deal going between 1999 and 2008, signed it. It was extended and deepened during the time of John Key and Bill English. And um, there was never really any question that this was the right thing for New Zealand to do. And certainly after the global financial crisis of 2008-2009, those revenues from China for all of that dairy certainly helped us enormously and have again 
in the last uh, couple of years. If anything, our reliance on exports of goods to China has increased in the last couple of years. Overall, it may not have changed much because we're obviously not getting any services exports from China as export as students and tourists are not coming. But uh, it's still you know, a massive part of our uh, trade and economic relationship. However, we are now in a position where we may have to choose between uh, our security and historical and cultural partners, if you'd like, on one side, which is the West of the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia. In many ways, uh, Five Eyes is a proxy for that relationship. And choose between that and China on the other side. Uh, I think we we know which way we're going to choose, it's, and it's not going to be China. But for now, up until now, we've thought we could um, essentially avoid having to make a choice. We could have our cake and eat it too. We could continue to trade uh, uh, strongly and even allow investment, try to invest in China, and at the same time um, be allied with our security partners and trade with them as well, uh, the best of both worlds. And we're very good at um, uh, playing a role as a middle to smaller power, uh, not threatening anyone, being nice to everyone, helping people out when we, whenever we can, and avoiding getting stuck in the middle between two elephants fighting. The trouble is now, though, that Russia and its invasion of Ukraine is forcing people to take sides. And overnight, we saw a really worrying set of developments in the relationship between the United States and China. Uh, China, surprisingly, is being relatively supportive of Russia. Just before the Olympics, Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin signed an agreement, what they called a no-limits partnership between Russia and China, in which, essentially, Russia decided not to invade Ukraine until after the Winter Olympics. And China has effectively supported the rhetoric of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's mimicked the Russian description of it as a special military operation. And uh, many of its uh, state-run media have um, been effectively campaigning on the Russian side throughout global media and online. And uh, over the last 48 hours, the United States has picked up intelligence that Russia has asked China for help in its invasion of Ukraine. In particular, has asked for drones and missiles to go with those drones, plus other transport military equipment, even um, uh, meals ready to eat, uh, pre-cooked rations uh, for Russian troops in the Ukraine. Now, if China agrees to send these weapons and other supplies to help Russia in Ukraine, that potentially puts it in the firing line for secondary sanctions. This is the idea that uh, China would be punished by the United States for helping Russia. If the United States were to use the same sort of sanctions that it's used on Russia, this would blow up globalization and be a much bigger deal for us than Russia's exclusion from the global economy has been. Obviously, we're a major trading partner with China. And when these decisions are made, and people eventually have to take sides, because we would have to. Uh, for example, 
we would be right on the spot. Would we join in sanctioning China, join with America and Australia and the UK and Canada and the rest of the Western world? Uh, would we protest directly to uh, uh, China about their apparent decision to support Russia? Uh, all of these things become very clear and present issues that we have to deal with. And my argument is that now is the time to pull back from China, to madly diversify, to take a strategic decision as we did in 1961, to effectively give up on trying to hold on to the United Kingdom as our main supporter and try to diversify our uh, relationships and our trading with as many other people as we possibly could. So that means, um, you know, for a lot of us, uh, looking to pivot back away from China, the meat industry, the dairy industry, fishing, logs, and the likes, um, and as quietly and gently and profitably to uh, exit from China. In some ways, we've already started. Fonterra uh, has pulled out uh, a lot of its um, investments for other reasons as well. But uh, this is the moment when we will have to choose. And unfortunately, we won't have much choice in it. And it's largely because of the actions of China in supporting Russia and because of the way that Xi Jinping has changed the nature of China's relationship with the rest of the world. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was The Kaka, my daily podcast to go with my email newsletter, which is for paid subscribers who support the work I do trying to understand what's happening in the world and in New Zealand from a climate change, housing affordability and uh, child poverty point of view. And obviously um, climate change is one of those areas of international cooperation where we have some issues. And of course our economy is at least partly related to how we trade. Kakita no.